in the future there will be vinyl from Synoptic International, CD releases, cassettes, DVDs. I'm going to try to really, you know, also exist physically, not only virtually and digitally, because it's really dangerous sometimes, I have the feeling, to be only digital. The secrets of the rap game exposed! This is... Real Rap! Ladies and gentlemen, today's special guest, DJ Hellblazer. Let's get it. Because there's, there's this thing about me and hip hop is maybe I'm not um, really concrete about what I'm going to say. It's quite abstract, but I, I think hip hop is everything. You know, it's, it's kind of... When I listen even to a music, because I, I make beats, for example, and I, and I listen to a lot of different genres, uh, styles of music that are, are not hip-hop. But when I listen to them, I, I have the feeling they're hip-hop. So how can I say, why did I answer? I did not answer, but I have the feeling that hip-hop comes to you when you really, you know, when you know how to recognize it, you know? It comes directly to you and it doesn't, it haunts you. It's like a ghost. I have, I, you know, it may be weird what I'm saying, but sometimes I have the feeling that I did not answer. That's my answer, sorry. <laughs> no, that's a good answer. <laughs> okay. so, so you said uh, it's kind of like a ghost and it follows you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So so why did you even pay it attention? I mean, you know, you could do other things in your life. You don't have to make a beat and you know and put together um synoptic, you know. Mm-hmm. So so why? It was maybe also a way of um exercising because my name is Hellblazer, right? Mm-hmm. I am. It, it's uh, it's he's a character of a graphic novel and comics from DC Comics, and he's an exorcist. And what I have, uh, what I do, what I do, why? Because why I do it? Because I, f- I have the feeling I exercise people's pain, but not not pain uh, in a, in a, in a physical way, but the pain, you know of not being uh, heard. Listen, uh, you know, uh, I want to give uh, uh, to give to people uh, a voice, you know, or, or not even a voice. Uh, I want to make their voice uh, speak, you know, on the beats, you know. I want to wake up their, their voices because a lot of people, you know, they're they stopped believing in themselves because they're they're seeing this world you know in which you are believing in hip hop and me too but there are a lot of uh, a lot of uh, a lot of facts that shows us that hip hop is in i mean is in real danger or maybe is dead you know that's why i was talking about a ghost maybe because there's I have the feeling hip hop is dead a long time ago, you know, and 
what we're seeing now is just a sort of reflection of something that was and is not is not now is not anymore sorry for being so pessimistic but I have a really you know uh, some kind of hate and anger you know like uh, how how is this guy called in Star Wars Yoda uh, yeah. Master Yoda oh, he's saying you know you, you, sh you shouldn't I mean feel anger because it's it leads to pain in the end and uh, I have the feeling I'm not choosing you know to be angry I'm not choosing to be angry it's it's the situation with hip-hop nowadays in every country you know you don't even want me to to explain you what what is hip-hop uh, here you know in, in Eastern Europe you know yeah, no, no, yeah, yes I do Okay. Are you what? Okay, it's, yeah, go ahead. It's, it's tragic. It's tragic, you know. I, for example, so you have here a bunch, a bunch of artists who are making some little money. There is a commercial aspect here of hip hop too, you know, just like in the states or in Western Europe. But it's so, so miserable, you know. It's a bad, bad copy of a bad, bad copy of hip-hop, you know? <laughs> and it's really, really sometimes, you know, but you, you certainly uh, maybe f uh, f uh, found the same things in the States. There, There is bad hip-hop in the States, but there is so much different sources of hip-hop that you will find what you, you know, what you like, what you recognize yourself into. But here, there's no, there's no such things, you know? It's, it's, it's really sad you know mm. now but, uh, yeah no. hopefully someday it will change see now when I when I talk to the guest and like this is a very interesting recurring theme about hip hop now from my vantage point I agree with you but yet I still find the beauty that that is hip hop because such as I'm talking to you right now I've listened yeah. to your work. All right. I Me see too, that hip hop still lives. Okay. You um, play. I, I can't even name the artists that I found. And I see that it still lives. And I feel that the problem, there, there's a um, few issues. Issue number one is this. Us who really love and do hip hop, we don't get the promotion and name recognition that, say, the popular people do. All right. And also, too, as a global, we're a global community. We need to promote each other and what we do, you know, such as, okay, Synoptic, you're promoting different producers from around the planet. And um, I find that intriguing i find that uh, amazing you know just by listening to synoptic you know i you know i found like people i would never heard of before so let me ask you this how does synoptic come together because even i want to know this one so i'm gonna just shut up because i'm talking to you it's really, this was really this was really like a sort of miracle in my life because it happened in 2011 uh, I was on SoundCloud. You know SoundCloud? Of course. That's how I found you. 
Okay, me too, me too. That's how I find you too. And listen to your shows on SoundCloud. And uh, I was trying, you know, to to share my music on SoundCloud because I was making beats since 1999. But I've never had the chance to share them with the with a wider audience. It was with my with, it was with my people from Paris. I, I had a friend. We were we were MCs. I was a little MC. I was I started um, writing on beats uh, when I was 15. It was in 1994. And then five years later, I I needed beats. Still needed beats, and I I was tired of. Uh, of uh, searching them, you know, on tapes, on beat tapes, you know, like just like I'm releasing now digital beat tapes, but in the time there was like tapes, these audio tapes, uh, you know, on cassette, on cassettes. And um, I started making beats and uh, from 1999 to 2011, I had like a lot of, lot of bits, you know, made on different, different uh, techniques, on different MPCs, starting from M starting from MPC 60 to MPC 1000, 2000, 2000 XL. I mean, different types of sounds. And uh, on, uh, I had the chance in 2011 to because I discovered SoundCloud, so I I, I entered on SoundCloud and put a lot of these beats and then I had uh, feedback from people like for example Prozac Maurice you know him maybe from Pure Dopeness he's a little a young uh, beat maker from Los Angeles and he's a sort of really interesting musician and sound artist uh, always you know trying to improve and uh, innovate to, to, to bring something new, you know? And little by little, people came, by me, uh, came, to, came to my music, and there was this guy, his name was XP. He was an English uh, MC and beat maker, and he had this crew who's, who was called Synoptic, uh, Synoptic Music. And, they, and he liked my music, me too, I think. And uh, we kind of, uh, I asked him actually, I asked him if he was interested in uh, taking me in his label because I was, I was a lonely beat maker, you know, without any, any music, I mean, um, promotion or, um, or labels, you know, I was by myself, was really underground, you know, and he took me he gave me a chance and told me, okay, you know, you, uh, you're gonna come, uh, I mean, you're, you're gonna release a, a little EP and then we're gonna see what we're gonna do with you. And I produced even tracks for them because they, ha they have a lot of MCs. It's in the north part of England. It's called, it's called um, Western Yorkshire. And, uh, you know, it's, it's really, I mean, it's kind of complicated when I'm talking to you. It, it really happened, so uh, thanks to SoundCloud. If there was no SoundCloud, I mean, I would have never uh, get, get in touch with uh, artists like XP, this guy who created Synaptic Music in 2006. And uh, after my entering, you know, he proposed me because he saw, he saw that... 
I was uh, collaborating with a lot of artists uh, from all around the world, and he 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 he, uh, made, he made this proposition to to uh, concretize, you know, to to make this uh, this uh, this idea come true in a beat tape that will promote a diff- uh, talented beat makers from all around the world. So it happened like this, you know, it happened really, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't plan it, you know, it really happened to me. That's why I was talking about hip hop following me, you know, I never, never, ever, I mean, uh, planned to make, you know, uh, an international beat tape or where I would save the world, you know, from bad hip hop, you know, it was really an, a, coincid- a coincidence. And at the beginning, when I when I released the first volume, it was in, on the 17th December 2012, three years, almost three years from now, uh, I didn't believe in this shit, you know, I was, I was like, why am I doing this, you know? I don't know what I'm, and then I saw that people loved, love it. And then I kept kept doing it. Yeah, I mean, it's a, a, what you're up to uh, 18. Because you know what's funny? The other day, I was like, uh, there hasn't been a pure dopeness in a while. Because I was like, oh, you know, because I, I went to the Bandcamp page. I was like, because you know, sometimes, you know, I'm always late getting the stuff. So I'm like, all right. So I was, you know, I looked. I was like, okay, we're still on 18. Now from the first one to 18. Okay. Now, and in between that, you've dropped other projects in between. All right. How how when you sit back and now and you, and you look at what has been creative, how does that make you feel? Uh, I I also released uh, so uh, albums of mine and also from other artists. And in this occasion, I would like to invite you. Um, in the in the future, to release an EP, especially on Synoptic International, you know, Dance Status. We're going to talk about this. I would be really honored to have you, you know, on Synoptic International because I, you really, you know, you you fit us, you know. You really are what we are searching for, you know. What I'm, you know, I'm talking about uh, in uh, in plural form, but it's me. But when I say we, I'm talking about all the other people also that are behind this sort of digital label, you know, that will maybe one day, one day we'll start releasing physical. I'm I'm in this two two last years. I was searching for vinyl labels. And I found something now, but it's, I'm not going to talk about it because it's really early, but in the future there will be vinyl from Synoptic International, CD releases, cassettes, DVDs. I'm going to try to really, you know, also exist physically, not only virtually and digitally, because it's really dangerous sometimes I have the feeling to be only digital. It was like a sort of rape, a spiritual rape, you know, when you come to a totally, totally different 
place, you know, where the mentality is opposite, you know, to because Eastern Europe and Western Europe are like, it's like a mirror, you know, with different sides. Um, maybe you can <clears throat> understand. It's like you know, Eastern Europe is like get. It's like Western Europe. Western Europe's ghetto. Mm. For example, I would say that Eastern Europe is uh, is the third world. The third world world in Europe. You know, because uh, you have the feeling. I've been to Africa. When you come to Macedonia, you have the feeling that you are walking in Africa. You know. Even the climate is like that, the economic situation, the way people live, the way people love, the way people fight, you know, it's like, it's like, it's, it's not like it's, it's the third, the third wor world. So when I came in Western Europe, I was really happy, you know, but in the same time I was, I was um, not used to the different kinds, you know, of mentalities of think of way of thinking that Western Europeans, uh, you you know, used to to uh, to to do. You know, I, I was like uh, really, it was like a yeah, rape, a sort of rape, spiritual rape for me, because I never get used to it, never got used to it, but. Uh, I love, you know, I love Eastern Europe and I love Western Europe. I love them both. I think there's a beauty in in each side. So what is the beauty of Eastern Europe? You compared it to the ghetto. And trust me, I I, I know what a ghetto looked like. I've, I've lived in a hood, you know. And, I, you know, I understand the certain, there's a danger to it. There is a uh, depressing element to it, but yet there is a beauty and a joyous aspect. So, what was what is it that like in Europe? Um, because the connection was really bad, I only understood uh, what is the beauty of Eastern Europe. Yeah, right. Yeah, the beauty of Eastern Europe. Okay. Yeah. I think uh, it's um, natural beauty. It's there's there's this there's a song from this artist there's artist this uh, hip hop artist from Los Angeles uh, LMNO I've I've actually worked with him on a track I produced for him and he had a track when I discovered him it was called Natural Beauty and uh, I think Eastern Europe has natural beauty I mean it's not material. It's not in the buildings, in the architecture, or maybe it's in the historical architecture, but it's really something in the air, you know. There's a, there's a, a vibe when you come in Eastern Europe, in the air there's a vibe of, of uh, celebration, you know. People, people are happy with with the little things, you know, in life, they, they don't, I mean, they want, they dream, you know, they dream of big money and shit, but they are satisfied at the end of the day with really simple things, food, for example, good food, you know, or friendship, or a good laugh, I don't know, or sex, maybe good sex, or love, you know, but I, I have the feeling that in Western Europe, 
these things are way too not natural, you know. The beauty is not, I mean, Western Europe has not that kind of natural beauty, or it's really, really uh, not that powerful, I mean. So that's the beauty of Eastern Europe. It's quite natural. It's it's something, I don't know, something in the way people think, maybe, in the way people live. You know, when people have not, the have-nots, you know, when they, when they, when they don't possess a lot of goods, they, they become a little dangerous sometimes because they are, um, they depend, they depend on the, on something they don't possess. So when they see, um, when they see, you know, uh, a way of making things easier, you know, making money easy or they, you know, they, they do it. I mean, it's, I don't, I didn't explain it good, but maybe it's, it's the same maybe in, uh, in, I don't know, in an American ghetto, you know, for example, let's talk about, um, I don't know Pittsburgh, but Baltimore, for example, you know Baltimore. Yeah, I'm, in, uh, yeah, I'm four hours away from Baltimore. Okay, you're four hours from there. Okay, it's quite close. So I would say that Macedonia is a sort of Baltimore state, you know. It's uh, The whole state is like that, you know. There is some little places, you know, where the elite, the art, the... the rich people live but it's so so minimal you know the whole country is like a huge ghetto you know even the place where the government you know has its uh, building it's it looks like a ghetto. i don't know it's it doesn't look like a real country you know it's a country that it's a place of Euro eastern europe not only macedonia it has been devastated by by history and what is left is only you know a, a big big ghetto it's a huge ghetto and but people are not you know uh, the people living in it are not gangsters i mean but the 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 conditions of living are the same as in a, an american ghetto so that would be the downside i mean it's it's really, <clears throat> um, there are no exits, you know? Mm -hmm. Here, that's, that's, it's like really close. You cannot, you cannot travel, you know, for example, you're a Macedonian, uh, your salary, your payment is maximum, you know, uh, if you're an average man or woman, it would be like $300, you know, $300 per month. So you can only live here, you know? You cannot travel or uh, uh, try, you know, to discover the world. Maybe only if, only if you have the courage, I mean, but technically you're fucked. You're, you're, you have no exit, I mean. Maybe you feel happy, uh, as I was describing the 
good side, the beauty of Eastern Europe. You feel happy with people, you know, you eat with your family, you you uh, make projects in Macedonia, okay? But you have a lot of difficulties to exit Macedonia. Only with internet, maybe, with that with the virtual you know virtual communication maybe like that you can escape but that would be the only way and it's quite depressive if you only escape virtually you know you want to go there you know discover the world you know physically you know you want to smell the air in another town I don't know feel the vibe you know not only masturbate you know virtually with you know that's why i was talking about um the downside also of digital it's quite difficult to believe in uh, in its future the digital releases it's quite depressive sometimes and that's why uh, they have they have there wasn't another volume uh Uh, of uh, pure dopeness like for a while after the volume 18 I had I, I was asking myself a lot of questions why am I doing this you know like you asked me why am I doing this and I didn't find uh, a good answer but then I I came back and here I am oh yeah you know one, one thing about us artists um We always question why are we doing this? Because you know, first you do it, then it's like this rush of energy, rush of creativity. But then, once you hit a certain level and you've seen what you've created, you've seen, you've experienced working with other people and things, that question shows up. And then you fall back from it. You know, it's kind of, yeah. um, it's kind of, you know, what it, it, it is a relationship. You know, it's kind of like when you're in a relationship with a woman or you, or whatever. And sometimes mm -hmm. you do need that time away to see if you really love that person. Or in our case, well, hip hop has been associated with a woman. So do we still love her? And, you know, to come back to it. Because, you know, I just went through um, my phase where I didn't make a beat for six months. All right, because I was, um, you know, sitting up here doing the podcast, which became uh, a universe within itself. And, you know, and uh, during that time, I missed making beats. I seriously mm -hmm. missed it. I mean, doing real rap is fine, but, you know, I just missed making beats. And, you know, coming back to it, it was just like, you know, it's almost like, why did I stop? I know why I stopped, but, you know, it's just uh, to to reconnect with something that you love, something that you care about is a beautiful thing. Yeah, I understand it. You know, so now, okay, you came from Eastern Europe, went to Western Union, uh, Western, Western Union, Western Europe. So why did you go yeah. back? So why did you go back to Eastern Europe? Because from what you're telling me, like Western, you know, you got the cars, you got the money, you got the ladies. And in Eastern, yeah, it's kind of rough. So why did you go back? Because I fell in love. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> in love with a beautiful woman and I'm with her. Uh -huh. And that's why. That's, that's the only reason. 
Oh. And I couldn't, couldn't, uh, I couldn't let her. I mean, I couldn't take her with me right away. But now we're like planning to live more. And because I'm, I'm always, I'm always caught up between Paris, Skopje, and Amsterdam because I work in all these three places. So I've never, I have never came back for good, you know, I, I'm not, I don't consider myself as living in Macedonia. I live in France, Macedonia and the Netherlands. And actually my favorite country is the Netherlands because uh, I love it. I have, there's this, this beautiful history of, of arts there, history of arts is my greatest inspiration for making beats sometimes. I I consider beat making as an art, like like I don't know, like painting. You know, it's not recognized yet as uh, a classical art form, but I believe it's way more pow powerful. You know, than a simple painting from I don't know Da Vinci or whatever painter. You know, I think a beat is really an art form. You know, making beats makes you a beat artist you know I, i was i was using that that notion that term beat artist you know i like it you're a beat artist you you make beats you know and it's not bullshit you know it's art you know it's it's a it's a, an artistic creation i i forget what was the question but look no i mean seriously um what we do is art to sit yeah, here and yeah. to craft a beat is not uh, to craft a good beat i should say yeah. is not easy to sit there you know the hours that it takes for us to make a beat uh you know pending i mean if you're um a sample artist you have to sit there and listen to plenty of records all right mm -hmm. even if you right. sit there and use like the latest keyboard Okay, you have to sit there and figure out the correct notes, the correct structure to make that beat. It's art, you know, it's an expression of our soul. You know, actually, it, to go back to what you said previously, it is an exorcism. We're exercising something, because, you know, exorcisms is normally a negative connotation of, you know, throwing out demons. But you could also use it in the connotation of we're throwing out I wouldn't say throwing out, but we're releasing positive energy from exactly. us that, to other that people. Was, I was, that was exactly what I was talking about, the releasing the positive, you know, from you. Yeah, so, you know, it's um, what we do, it, it's very spiritual, it's very artistic. Now, since you, um, okay, so you live in Macedonia, France yeah. and Amsterdam. So how is the scene in Amsterdam? Because I know uh, last time I checked, you can smoke weed there legally. It's great. You've been, you've been in Amsterdam? Man, I have not left the United States. Ah, you, you never left, okay. Mm -mm. I will invite you, man, because I think that you're really, you know, unique personality in this hip-hop history. From the beginning, I know, I remember I discovered you actually through my brother mm -hmm. because you he had you on SoundCloud, a French MC, uh, you, Elijah, you remember? 
Elijah, no. No, yeah, it was like three years ago. And uh, when I discovered you, I was really, it was a fresh discovery, you know? And I really want to invite you, man, on when I, when I will start to make, um, uh, to, uh, I mean, uh, concerts, you know, shows, uh, physical shows, sorry for the point. Physical shows of uh, Synoptic International. I would, I would, I will, I will invite you for sure, man. In Europe, I mean, it's totally open. You know, you have uh, daily uh, great artists from all around the world. You know, coming in Amsterdam, more than Paris. So now Paris is bigger, but Amsterdam is a really art artistic town. You know, you have. The scene is really interdisciplinary. You know, you have uh, musicians collaborating with design artists, street artists, you know, painters. I mean, there's a really sort of uh, um, multi, 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 you know, uh, disciplinary uh, thing going on in the hip hop scene there. It's really, really creative. You know, it doesn't have anything to do with the the tragic situation in Eastern Europe. It's really the opposite. Mm -hmm. But I'm, I, you know, I'm not that pessimist. I know that it will change, you know, and by, by working together, you know, for example, Amsterdam and Skopje and Paris, I'm gonna try to develop these sorts of projects, you know, where uh, there is like a, a sort of collaboration between different artists from really extremely opposite countries, opposite countries, you know? Maybe it will be something worth discovering. It, it is, you know, uh, pure dopeness, you know, because um, I remember when you first uh, contacted me to be a part of it, I was like honored. You know, I felt like I arrived as a producer. Like, yes, I arrived. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, it's kind of like... Uh, Winning a championship or or getting in the playoffs for the first time, you know. Yeah, it looks, sometimes it looks like a sort of competition, yeah, but it's really not. Oh, I know, I know. It, it, you know, it's just a beautiful thing just to, um, you know, because I've been listening to Pure Dopeness for a long. I think uh, the first one I listened to was three. That was the first one. Okay, okay. How did you how did you discover it? Because a lot of time, at times, I ask myself, how do people get to know you know pure dopeness and Synoptic International? I have a lot of messages, you know. I saw, for example, uh, on Bandcamp now we have more than one million plays. Wow! And I was like, what? How did how did this happen? You know, I didn't make. I didn't give this to televisions to read, you know. I mean, sometimes I don't just I don't understand how did this happen, you know? Because there's a really there's there's a, a really big audience, you know. But I'm not I'm not living, you know. I'm not living from it. I'm not call, I, nobody invites me, you know, to play this compilation they only play it because it's done you know it's done it's given to them for free so they play it in my name you know like they play it in your name's bit too you know i mean it's really sometimes really dangerous 
to be free and digital, I have the feeling, you know, because you you don't have the chance to really, you know, live your music being heard, you know, on in different clubs. I know I have a lot of people writing me, yeah, I played your music here in this club and and I'm not even there, you know, I'm asking myself, you know, <laughs> Do I make this thing? You know, did I did I do synoptic? You know, did I did I create this this beat tape that is played? You know, in places where I'm not. You know, I'm not even. I could come to this club. You know, people would would not know that I you know that I initiated this shit. And I'm not talking. I'm not saying you know I want recognition. Fuck recognition. I just want you know people. To understand that you're not, you know, ignorant, as you said, when you are a hip hop artist and you're underground, you're not a little player, you know, you're not, you're not some, some ignorant gangster or whatever dealer, you know, yeah, it's always, I had these problems, sorry for being long, but with pure dopeness, it was as, 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 um, associated with the drugs, mm-hmm. like pure represent music for people you know taking drugs or shit you know that's why I on the last volume I put my wife on it it's my wife that she's not uh, she's not uh, showing her face mm-hmm. but she's my wife you know that's pure dopeness you know for me pure dopeness represents something really really you know simple you know your wife your kids I don't know I don't I still don't have kids but I will put them on a cover someday too. It's not, you know, it's not a stupid title to to attract, you know, drug addicts, you know, like thinking that this is pure dope or something. But love is like, you know, love is like a sort of drug, you know, you can't get enough of it. That's why I made this this title, you know, yeah, because one, one thing about, like, the covers to all the pure dopeness uh, yeah. compilations, like, they're very artistic. Mm-hmm. Okay, I mean, yeah. you know, yeah, it says pure dopeness, but when you really look at it, it's like, okay, I mean, I mean, unless you're just a complete and utter buffoon, just when you look at the cover, it doesn't scream anything about gangsterism, drugs, and shooting people up. Mm-hmm. Okay, I mean, duh. It's slang. That's all it is, people. It's slang dope you know like but you know we we do live in a world and especially with these internet uh keyboard warriors they're so literal and so yeah yeah uh, they're idiots sometimes too you know we're all idiots i have the feeling because we we yeah we're we're only humans i mean yeah you know we're only men at the end of the day even if i i, I say you know intelligent things I mean, I'm 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 the same, you know, as the guy that will say that this is bullshit, you know, and I have to accept his his point of view. That's what that's what made you know what makes me sometimes hateful and full of anger. I, if you want to live in peace, you have to accept everyone's point of view, even if your point of view is peace is peace, you know, peaceful. Uh, peace, I mean harmony, you have to accept the 
the the other point of views, which is war, you know, war, destruction, you know, ego, uh, egoism. That's how you say it. Self selfishness. I don't know how to say it in English. Sorry. No, uh, you said it right. Selfishness. Oh, keep keep tell me. Hmm. Hello. I don't hear it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm here. Okay. No, no, no. You said the word right. Selfishness. Yeah, selfishness. Ah, it's right. Okay, 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 okay. So uh, I was saying that it's quite difficult to keep on your track, you know, when you're doing something positive because you're maybe the only one making something positive, you know. There's not a lot of beat tapes, I think, trying to change, you know, the usual form of a beat tape. I wanted, you know, to take this form of creation, which is musical creation, beating, I mean, making beats, beat, making beat tapes, and make the thing go further, you know, to try to make an evolution, you know. And what, what I was trying to do with the cover sometime is that I put a white girl, you know, now I'm, I'm talking really, you know, sincerely. Why did I put a white little girl, you know, which is actually, she's, the girl in question is a daughter of the photograph. Mm -hmm. I wanted to, you know, to take the seed of Afro-American original hip-hop represented for me by a black boy, you know, for me, or a black girl, I don't know, an Afro-American girl, and to make a union, you know, to start to create a new hip-hop, you know, from these, you know, racial prejudices sometimes, you know, because a lot of times in France, you know, I've been, I've been like persecuted, you know, just for being, you know, white in some, uh, some circles of hip hop creations. I mean, there are a lot of, lot of close minded people, you know, and I believe that in the States, it's not the same. I've been to the States. Actually, it's the same. It's the same. And there's a, There's a reason behind that. Okay. And, okay. The reason is, uh, let's see, how can I say this? And you know what? I'm not going to be, it's my show. I'm not going to be politically correct. Within the, the structure of the United States, the United States was built upon racism and genocide. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and you know, uh, you get these patriots that want to run around here and ignore that. And what has happened uh, with what black people has created, it's always been co-opted by the dominant society. Okay, you can look at it now like um, right now there's a lot of white hip hoppers who are coming in. And I wouldn't say taking over hip hop. But they're bringing their own dynamic and see, and a lot of white hip hoppers are coming in with love and appreciation and respect for the culture. But see, what happens is the corporate interests and the white supremacists come in and they take over the culture. If we look at rock and roll, for instance, it, we all know 
uh, what's the story? Blues and jazz had a baby, and it, it was called rock and roll. And mm-hmm. what happened is white artists start doing it. Okay, fine. But then all of a sudden, corporate interests took it over, and it became white. When you think of rock, you think of white people. Um, jazz, that's happened too. So with hip-hop, and we understand the history Okay, so a lot of people doesn't don't want that to happen again. So it's it's out of a fear that you know yeah. when an influx, yeah, when an influx comes in, all of a sudden it's it's kind of like it's gentrification. When um, white people come in, they take over, or it, or, or another word is called Columbusing. It's great. It's great. I, I really understand this. You know, it's it's nothing against you as a white person. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's the culture that you come from. It's in the culture of Europe. You know, through the centuries, yeah. it's like when they show up somewhere, it's they're gonna take over, and it's not. And it's never a unit. It's never a peaceful unification. Has always been through blood and death. Yeah, you know. So that's why you get the backlash. You're getting the backlash over the system that we still live under. We could say it's what for 500 years, and it's the system. So when people see you, they see you as an agent of that system. They don't see Hellblazer as Hellblazer, just a regular cat. They see you or other white artists as agents of this system to come in and take over. And so that's why you get the backlash. That. You know, it's yeah. nothing that you've done personally. I mean, you know, you yeah, even, exactly, exactly. You know, you, even, you even said you want to unify. And um, that and that's a beautiful thing. It's seriously a beautiful thing, but what happened? But see, there's only not everyone thinks like you, my friend. Okay, there are some that just want to come in and take over this art form to maximize profit out of it. Then once they uh, milk the cow, they kill it and move on to the next thing. You know, in hip hop, well, specifically, well, in hip hop, you know, we fight many different ancient wars mm-hmm. you know and so when these things pop up we have to look at it through like a historical lens you know because um, even hip hop was born due to the fact that the New York public school system stopped uh, funding music programs mm-hmm. um, also too born, born in New York <laughs> well the current, well, you know, we could go deep into like the real birth of hip hop, but the current form was it was born in New York City. Okay. You know, officially. Um, officially, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, also, too, uh, it was born to stop the gangs of New York from fighting each other. You know. Yeah. So, you know, um, hip hop has come from a place of lack. You know, it's, it's, you know, it's the ghetto trying to create something beyond the ghetto, you know, yeah, and yeah, now it's yeah, become yeah. a multi-billion dollar industry. 
a big industry. Yeah. Even, I mean, television uses hip-hop beats like like normal music now, you know, in commercials, even in the, in um, how do you call this, in the news. I've heard that, you know, they, they use beats, you know. Yeah. But in the same time, they criticize, you know, creativity in uh, real hip-hop, I mean, uh, without borders, you know, without uh, censorship. And they criticize it, but in the same time, they take the beauty, you know, the sound, you know, the sound of hip-hop, and they, they adapt it to their their form, their system, you know, television is like quick, you know, quick uh, editing, tack, you know, this information, then this information, so the synthesis is, you know, it's it's a sort of imitation of hip-hop, you know, a lot of times I've seen that, you know, even in, a, in the way they they present the news, you know, they're copying the the flow, man, you know, it's really, it's really, really crazy sometimes, you know, yeah. How hip hop is prostituted, you know. I have the feeling, you know, when you are a real hip hop artist, you you are you are a sort of you're living the life of a prostitute because I mean let me explain myself because you are constantly trying, you know, to sell your thoughts, you know. To not to sell even to give them, you know, what you have inside, you know, the truth about hip-hop, you know, that it shouldn't be used for bad, you know, um, bad profits, I mean, bad um, intentions, and uh, that it, it should be just, you know, a way to unite people, to make friends, you know, hip-hop, you know, when I think of hip-hop, a lot of times I think of Keras one, you know, then his song, you know, about friendship, and a lot of, a lot of this, is not in the mass media, you know, Keras One. You make me think a lot of of Keras One. I don't know in the way you think, you and in a positive way, you know. And he makes me think of you too. But that is the kind of hip hop that I really love, you know. When I think, and I had the chance, I had the luck to meet him when I was in New York. He was making a concert and um, against violence. Mm-hmm. It was in 2009, I think, 2009. And he came down uh, from the the um, the place where you, I mean, uh, how do you say, the concert place. He came down between the audience and he was so natural. And it's really some, I mean, he's a real, a, a real good model, I think, KRS-One. What other projects do you have coming up? What other projects? Well, <clears throat> I have, should I talk about it? I have this idea about pure dopeness now and making a special genre pure dopeness release. Like, for example, I'm planning to, to release a pure dopeness special jazz with only jazz artists, you know, mm-hmm. but also undiscovered jazz artists from now, you know, from our time. I mean, not not vinyl records from old vinyl records, but discovering jazz artists now and how, how they play jazz now, you know, maybe it will take time. And then I was planning a Pure Dopeness special blues, Pure Dopeness special MCs. Yeah, this one I would like to invite you in front 
with people also like Kors Tidak, you know, that that is one, you know, of my favorite artists in uh, in history too, you know. I've worked a little with him and I would like to work with you too, you know, I'm, I'm saying it now because you really have the, the same hour, I think, as Kors Tidak. And you had a show, before this show, you had a show where you had an interview with Kors, right? Yes, it did. Yeah. I didn't uh, yet listen entirely, but I will, and uh, I think uh, it, it certainly is great. And the next project, so are um, uh, special releases from Pure Dopeness when, where there wouldn't be only hip-hop involved, you know, as a genre, but uh, also other uh, styles of music, but also Uh, I would like to invite, you know, artists from Synoptic International, from Pure Dopeness, to release an EP. Korstidek is working on an EP of, uh, as a beat maker for Synoptic International. It will be called uh, um, Midnight Deck, which is, ex which is, which is actually uh, a nickname that will take Korstidek as Papa Midnight, which is a character in Hellblazer. Mm -hmm. he's, uh, he's this sorcerer who is friend uh, with, uh, with John Constantine, Hellblazer, and uh, we, I was trying to, to uh, invite Korstidek in my world um, of, uh, you know, of this imaginary musician, musical aspect of Hellblazer as a character, you know, that's my my form of making beats, you know, I take the character of Hellblazer, he's a really anti-hero type, you know, he he's um, always in, you know, in the, in the wrong lane, but he always comes to where he wants to come, you know. So uh, when I make beats, I and invite people um, collaborating with me. I like taking them in my world, you know? So that's why uh, uh, it will be called Midnight uh, Deck, Corsi Deck, Midnight Deck. He's a sort of, he's a sort of reflection of that uh, imaginary character. I'm imaginary friend of Hellblazer. DJ Hellblazer, Synoptic International, synoptic.bandcamp.com and that's it, you know, that's about it, you know, there's nothing more than this. Maybe you should go check out beattapecoop.com beattapecoop.com is a great, great site in which uh, you will discover all the beat tape releases. I actually communicate a lot of with the founder of this site and He's a really amazing person. And he, I also released two uh, beat tapes on his band camp. He actually has two band camps. One is beattapecoopbandcamp.com, you will find. And the other is beattapecoopshop. But with DJ Hellblazer, you will find my, my releases. And I, I maybe forget, forget some people, you know, But um, yeah, the, if I had more time, I would I would have um, 
from I would have talked about a lot of artists, but we were talking about something bigger. You know, we we're talking about this culture that we're trying to make survive in this cruel uh, world. So uh, the artists that I love will recognize themselves. You know, I am DJ Hellblazer, and this is real rap. Everything said in this podcast lecture series is that of Dan Status and DJ Hellblazer. So if you want to use a segment, clips, or snippets, yeah, I said snippets of this, studioworkmedia at gmail.com is where you can contact me. It's not that hard. Moon sampling is what you're listening to as we roll out from the album Beat Tape by DJ Hellblazer. Synoptic International, Google it. We are hip-hop, we are a nation, we are the global community. Stand up! Special thanks to Hellblazer for coming on the show. Special thanks for him to give me the opportunity to be on Synoptic International. I thank you, my friend. But I thank you, the listener, the part-time listener, the full-time listener, the new listener, and the old listener. Salute. This is Real Rap. SoundCloud, YouTube, Stitcher Radio, iTunes, Google Play. Share this with your friends, share this with your lovers, but most importantly, share this with your enemies. They need this, they need love, or a slap in the head, whichever one comes first. I'm Dan Status, and this is real rap. Peace.